welcome to Where's My Blueprint Podcast, where we talk about all things adulting, our experiences, navigating adulthood, and what we learned along the way. We invite you to join our weekly conversations while we create our own blueprints on this amazing journey and hope some of the lessons we learned can help you. Here are my co-hosts, Nay and Sunny D. Hey everybody, it's your girl Sunny D here to brighten up your day. I'm a new business owner transitioning from corporate America. And frankly, I can't trust anybody that don't like tacos. Hey friends, I'm Nay. I'm so excited to share and grow with y'all. I'm a full-time wife, full-time mommy, and part-time employee. Nutella is my love language. <laughs> This is your girl, Nakai, and I am your host on Where's My Blueprint Podcast. I am so excited to have you guys here, and I love brownies and seaweed. So let's get to the episode. Hey, welcome back to Where's My Blueprint Podcast. Today, I do want to tell you who we are sponsored by. We are sponsored by a beautiful organization called Divine Timing. Hey guys, this episode is sponsored by Divine Timing. They are your one-stop shop for all things of getting your life together with a brand new planner and a brand new journal launching at the first of the year. They are giving all of our listeners a a coupon code. WMB22 is a coupon code you will put in at checkout to save 20 percent on everything on the website so go and check them out at fear for me that's fear the number four me.com okay as you guys are aware of that we start out every episode with a quote so our quote for this episode is it feels amazing to be touched by the person who understands your mind the person who acknowledges your flaws and loves your soul I like that Mm. Right, that was big, yeah. especially because we're in the love month, so you know, we had to get some more loving in there. So, I'm excited because this episode is going to be it's going to talk about some good stuff. So, I'm gonna hand off this one to Miss Nay. So, ladies, I've been reading you know, <laughs> a topic that came up between my readings and also a conversation that I had with someone was on submission. So, because we all come from faith based backgrounds. And I know that has shaped our viewpoints and our thoughts. What do you ladies think of, or what definition do you have for the word submission? Let's go around the room. (laughs) Okay. Uh, My initial definition is to submit, not to be like, oh, I'm on four legs submitting to you like a dog, right? But to be so open and vulnerable with you that it's truly intimacy. However, I do feel as for me and my personality, you have to give me the safe space to do that because Mm -hmm. not every person person should okay let's be real not every man should be submitted to amen say that louder For the fools in the back. So I guess that's my definition of submission. Sunny DD. I agree with that. Like to be fair and let's be truly candid, it's evolved as I've gotten older. Because again, like was mentioned before, I come from a faith-based background and the definition of submission in the Bible or spiritual literary works or what have you is interpreted or has been interpreted differently when I was younger. And that always rubbed me the wrong way. Like I'm not getting down on 
no needs. I'm not doing this, that, or the other just because you say so. Like, I do not have that type of personality. But as I've gotten older, it's very much in, in alignment with what Nakai said. Like, when I am truly safe and I feel truly confident and I trust you enough to be that vulnerable, then I think the submission in me is more apparent and it just comes out naturally without having to force that. And again, not everybody deserves to even have that level of me. And it's only now that that's even something I've been willing to explore. Nice, nice. I like I like all of those answers because I feel too like with submission, there is the caveat that I think in all of our upbringings, we were told that the man is supposed to be the leader and the head. And then as the woman or the wife, you're supposed to submit to him and defer to him. But I feel like that can only be true if it is in that safety and that vulnerable space and you feel like it is somebody worth submitting to because why am I going to let you drive this bus if you don't know where you're going or mm. if you don't have no that license part. or mm. if you got 50 million wrecks like I'm going to take this wheel and I'm going to drive us where we need to go if you don't have a map what, what you don't have no blueprint you looking at hello <laughs> right but yeah that, that part so according to Miriam Webster because you know that's my home girl she <laughs> says that submission comes from submit which means to defer to or consent to or abide by opinion or authority of another how y'all feel about that i think that's an honest definition depending upon the lens that you're looking at it through well let me rephrase that is that something that you feel like you can do at this stage in your life or is this something that you have done no let's just leave it there is that something that you feel like you can do at this stage in your life because we all are strong black women who you know we're control like it's a coat of many colors so is that something that you feel like you can do can you clarify the question for me so submitting um deferring to or consenting to another person i'm gonna say a man in your relationship is that something that you feel like you can do at this point in your life easily i'm glad you asked that last part can i yes will i is the next question will i submit to a man at this point in my life you will have to prove to me that not only do you have a blueprint of where you're going you have a blueprint of where we are going you have a blueprint of i know how to get there you may not know all the details and that's where we as a partnership can figure that out but if you are still trying to find your way and you don't know two plus two i'm not like you said earlier i'm not following you because i know what two plus two is and i know how to get from a to b to c to d but you can't take me from a to b we got a big problem a big 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 problem but i also think submitting is is oh so many thoughts just hit my brain let them out (laughs) (laughs) when I'm thinking of submitting I'm thinking of when I'm coming home to you know my partner I want to be able to leave everything else at the door but it's you and me and it's not just like I'm submitting to you like uh how do you say like kind of like what I said earlier like I'm a dog and you are the alpha but it is something to having an alpha male especially if you're an alpha female you need an alpha male to kind of like not tame you but girl Jill Scott said it the best Jill Scott said yes she (laughs) did uh breakfast club interview like what did she say like if you can't tell me what to do Mm -hmm. then you can't tell me what to do yeah and if y'all get it you get it if you don't it went over your head yeah but But if you can tell me what to do you Mm -hmm. tell me what to do yes 
<laughs> so that's a whole entire thing. Like, and I also think, and I'll wrap this up because I know I'm getting long winded, but I also think of like when I am submitting, submitting is a little bit more than what people I think think about. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm on all fours, I'm submitting to you, I'm doing your laundry, I'm doing everything for you. It's more of, for me, in my opinion, it's more of I'm submitting to you and being such being in such a vulnerable state that I'm trusting you with my heart mm-hmm. and I'm trusting you to not break it or I'm trusting you to not let it fall. Even if you may tilt it and it almost falls because it's like a piece of glass, right? I feel like our hearts are mm-hmm. glass. And so sometimes when you're walking with this delicate object you may trip but if you catch it in time like that's the part is the vulnerability it's like even because no one is perfect right so even in relationships your partner's going to get on your nerves sometimes you love them sometimes you like them they may be different stages but at the end of the day you're you're carrying this delicate object so you may trip but are you fast enough to catch it before it breaks Mm. so kind of looking at that authority quote-unquote figure as that safety net Mm -hmm. that's been one of them journeys (laughs) that you go on in adulthood that is really real and really interesting to do because yeah I'm relatively independent I was raised that way and I was raised in a two-parent household and my parents were married until my dad passed so I I didn't necessarily grow up with like a single mother type of of mentality and that level and that perception of strength but she definitely always raised me to be independent and to not have to depend on anyone including a man to do anything and so in my current situation now when we first started dating getting and understanding what leadership is within a relationship and what that means for us and what we want our future to be and how we want to raise our children expand our family and things of that nature that's definitely been a big adjustment and for me it's it's definitely something that I can do because now I understand what that submission looks like for us and being able to trust him they go hand in hand that submission that trust that vulnerability that's all cut from the same chunk of ham you know what I'm saying because I trust him to lead me and to protect me Mm -hmm. then I can be vulnerable and I'm in that safe space and what's weird also is your literal submission like definition of submission like the catering part that's a lot of people are against myself included with some situations comes more naturally yeah now like I will absolutely ask you if you want something to eat no I'm not hungry yes it's super late but I'm not gonna let you go to bed hungry like that's that's part of how I love and being able to do that but that's only because I feel safe enough to do so and this is truly the first time I've ever felt that safe honey I like how you brought up in one of your statements that piece of control and everything because that's kind of where this conversation came from I was talking to a friend and just what I personally feel like I need in relationships and with a partner and that I have with my current partner and things that I didn't have in previous relationships and they said and about how you know I was trying to submit to other people and they were like well no you weren't because if you need all this control then you can't submit and then that made me think of well making excuses or explanations I don't know 
quite which one, but uh, well, it's because growing up this happened and in previous relationships, I went through this and that and the third. So my question to you all is, what is it that might be in your background as much as you want to share <laughs> that maybe make it hard for you to submit even if you do have somebody who is showing you that they can be trustworthy, they can take care with your heart, they have a plan for your future, his future, and your collective futures. What do you think might be some hindrances to that, be it your personal life or be it just being raised as a Black woman in general? I would say for me, it would be being raised as a Black woman in general because you said it so eloquently that being raised as a Black woman, you're honestly programmed to be strong, be independent, don't depend on anybody. If Don't ask for help. Do it yourself. And it's interesting because I see my siblings, specifically my brothers, they're raised to be free. They're raised to like, oh, they're just boys. They can do what they want. But it's, it's like a double standard. You want both of them to grow up and be independent, but the process is different for both, right? Mm-hmm. And I, it's funny that you say that because I do question this so much of as a Black woman, you want me to submit admit to quote unquote a man but that's still an adult child because you don't know what you want you don't know how to be an adult you don't even know how to be a man and that even goes into like I think just in our culture that we have so many single black moms raising black boys Mm. and that from my experience, let me, this next statement is from my experience. What I have noticed in my experiences is that the single moms are raising these black boys to be their man. Mm-hmm. The problem mm-hmm. when that man or that boy becomes a man and gets a woman. So now you are looking at this woman competing with the mother because the mother is like, oh, that's my man. He takes me on dates. He does this. Wait a minute. What I'm not going to do is compete with the mom. Number one. Number two, what I'm not going to do is if you cannot be a man and leave your mom for me, I'm not saying get rid of your mom. I'm not saying any of that. I'm saying if we're in a partnership or if we're in any type of relationship, that's between you and I. But for me, I would not feel comfortable submitting to someone who can't even, what's the word I'm looking for? Can't even stand up for you for in front of their parents, yeah. right? Because that's a whole entire. I said, that's big. Yeah. I'll give a quick example. So my name is Nakai. Very easy name, right? <laughs> His mom would always mispronounce my name. And at first I was like, "Mm, maybe she's giving me a nickname, right? It got to the point where we got around my family and my family is very outspoken. And they corrected her all the time. Like, no, no, mm -mm, that's not her name. Her name is Nakai. And then I had to bring it to his attention. Like, this is what I need you to do. I need you to correct that with your mom. He actually did. But this is the problem that I felt was like, well, why did I have to tell you? Why didn't you do it? Why didn't you take the initiative of saying, nah, her name is Nakai. Like that's something you should have taken the initiative to do versus now he felt like, oh, now it's a battle between my girl and my mom, you know, and side note, let's talk about that too. Why do we call each other girlfriend and boyfriend? Like we're, we're grown people, right? Shouldn't you be, that's my man. That's my lady. That's my woman. That's a whole nother conversation, but getting on that, I've seen a surge in people, heteronormative couples calling each other my partner when they're not married. I've seen that surge. Yeah. And I agree with that. I agree agree with that because at this point we're not girlfriend and boyfriend we're not kids (laughs) like what we are you are my partner and if you're not my partner then you are either an acquaintance or a friend or we're dating right we're just dating and for me to go to my adult parents and be like oh this is my boyfriend excuse me 
<laughs> I really think about like the psychology of words and how words really have a deeper meaning. So if I'm literally calling you a boyfriend, I am literally calling out that you are a boy that is a friend. I'm not Ooh. my man. I'm not calling you my partner. I'm not calling you these words that actually have death to them. I'm saying, oh, that's my boyfriend. And then it's kind of like psychological of like, well, you wonder why we're never together because you're a boyfriend. So technically break that down. You're a boy that is a friend to me. Mm. Come through with the semantic. Mm. She went all the way. And I love it. It's so very, very much. Where to go? I, I was just saying, I have up, a lot of thoughts. Go ahead, Sunny D, because I'm gathering mine. But yeah, to gather our edges. Process that. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of topics in that one. Go ahead and pick one. I will say this. It takes a lot of understanding. It takes a lot of conversation, a lot of communication, clear communication to understand what the dynamic of a, a relationship will be for you, whatever that is. For me, we had several conversations about what it is that we want and our goals and stuff like that. And in order to do so, I want him to lead. And we butted heads quite a bit when our relationship first started because I am pretty strong-willed. And the reason why I am is because I've been in situations where I've been broken, mm. like completely broken. And I took some years off to myself or whatever to figure that out. And it was like, you when you build yourself back up, you get kind of in this mindset that no matter what, this won't ever happen to me again, right? Yeah. And then you get into a relationship where that kind of challenges that. And not because that's toxic or anything, but because in order for this, especially when you know that it's like, like that's your person, right? And I know that this dude is my person. But in order for us to be where it is that we're supposed to be, our dynamic has to shift. And I had to understand that and take the risk because it is a risk and putting yourself in that vulnerable position for heartbreak to happen possibly but I'm trusting him that it won't and I'm trusting him just like Nakai said to catch when we get off kilter and the same thing for me he's trusting me to catch him when we get off kilter that goes both ways at least in our relationship so I, I really had to re-examine what that strength was and whether the risk was worth the relationship if grown up with that home mentality that I didn't need to be independent or need to be dependent on anyone and I could do things for myself and then I have this man in my face that's like but I want to help you mm -hmm. I want you to, to lean on me I want to be that strength in that rock why won't you let me do that and I had to answer that question well why won't I let him do that because I'm afraid he's gonna drop me but I have to trust that he will not do that and that takes a, that takes a lot of growth it takes a lot of prayer at least for us it did and a lot of truly understanding what our intentions are and living in with just us you know what I'm saying it is our relationship and how we want to build it but we here you said something and I'm like oh my gosh and it sparked something in me is that one understanding that being in a relationship that people don't really think about is that it helps you learn you so much so mm -hmm. much yeah like you will truly learn especially when you have a man that is secure and a man that loves you and a man that supports you and I say man because um, we're three heterosexual women if you have a partner that is solely there for you they're going to want you to open up to them yeah. they're going to want you to be so vulnerable with them but the problem I know for me is that's not how I grew up so it was a lot of like what you said bumping heads but also it was a lot of learning because it's a difference when you're in a relationship and you don't stay together it's a total different thing but also once you stay together there's a lot of things that come out which mainly would 
be like? What did you go through in your childhood? What trauma are you carrying? What what things did you see that you may have put in a put in a closet that you you know you were never going to unlock? But now you're in this relationship and it's affecting the relationship, but you don't know why. You don't know how. Yeah, and listeners, I know Nakaja said a nice word of trauma, and when we say trauma, we don't always mean like those abusive situations and everything else. Trauma in the very essence of the word is just an emotional hurt or an emotional upset. So trauma can be anything that you've experienced in your life that causes you to be stagnant or causes those unhappy feelings to bump you to bump up against those things. So when we say trauma, what you might think is simple might actually be an emotional hurt or upset that is keeping you from moving to the next level. Hey, that was deep. That was deep. I think that's a good way that's really important to define and in some instances and in some spaces I think that word's kind of thrown around for whatever reason I can't even paraphrase it because you said it just how it's supposed to be said that's that's what's crazy a lot of the times like it's not something that's so specific or jarring you know it's not like a big event in every case sometimes it's something somebody said mm. it's something somebody Word. said when you were 10 that, that still rings true in the, the depths of your subconscious that now your behavior has changed because of that I mean you don't connect the dots unless you do the work to connect the dots but yeah it, that's that's absolutely emotional so we're, we're all friends here right we can be vulnerable with one another Word. I say that because I am by nature an anxious person I have to work hard to not let my anxiety get the best of me but a kind of way I compensate with my anxiety is by being in control because I know that when I'm in control I am responsible for what happens everything falls on me and there's some safety and some security in that control. And I realized, and it was painfully shown to me that in being in control all the time, it does not lead room for submission because the person told me, well, if you want to be in control so bad, how can somebody else be in control? You say you want an alpha, but you can't have an alpha if you over here trying to run the show. It's incongruent. Like it doesn't make sense. So what do you do when you want to to be submissive and let's be honest personality styles do run into this you have somebody with a more lackadaisical personality or more of a beta personality that isn't an alpha but you are an alpha woman and that beta is showing you hey I want you to lean on me I want you to I want to support you I want to be your resting place how can you go about that submission if they're not that strong alpha type a personality or is it possible damn that's a good question it is possible because anything is possible. However, comma, as y'all say, you have to know where your partner's strengths are because even if you have an alpha and a beta, that beta may be strong in different areas that the alpha may be weakened or needs to grow in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think when you do have two alphas together, it's a beautiful thing because shit's gonna get done. Mm-hmm. But it's go- it's also, you're gonna butt heads more because you're two alphas. You both want control. You're both fighting for control control so I think if that is a relationship then there's going to have to be Sunny D said earlier communication is vital like you have to have open communication where it's more of like hey because even when you used to have two alphas both alphas have strengths in some areas areas of 
growth in other areas. So if you're really talking to your partner, you know where your partner's areas of growth are. And if your partner's area of growth are your strengths, then that's a beautiful yin-yang mix, right? The problem is if y'all have both strengths in the same area and you are a powerhouse and he's a powerhouse and y'all both are like, oh, it's my way. No, it's my way. It's my way. It's like, wait a minute. Nothing's ever going to get done because it's this power struggle. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I may have answered your question, but I also feel like I went on a tangent. So you tell me. Let me phrase this this way. I too feel what you feel. Let's do an example. There is a alpha partner who is taking on more of the, I can't say this in a, without using gender or sex roles. Let's put it this way. You have a woman who is an alpha. She is with a man who is a beta. And with that beta has more of the type B personality, more free form, go with the flow, whoop-de-whoop. How can she trust him with a blueprint and a guide for that relationship if he, by nature, is more lax, go with the flow, and she is more detail-oriented, this by-the-book kind of way? What kind of advice would you give for that kind of situation? Over-communicate. Like an obnoxious amount. And I say that because in the areas where you have one partner that is very alpha, and if that is the desire for that partner to be in a space where they are vulnerable enough to want to submit, and their partner is not the ideal alpha in that, being able to communicate what they need guidance in, or what they want to maybe not have so much control over. I have the outline, I know what's going to happen, and things like that, but that's exhausting. Yeah. And I can't be in control all the time. My body literally cannot handle it. I just, you physically feel tense in all, like all over your body. I physically can't handle it. So I know at least for us, we had to have a lot of communications on what we require, what we actually need of a relationship and how the best way to go about attaining those things. I don't even know, aside from realizing that maybe that's not your person, because Mm -hmm. that's also very possible thing. Maybe that is not your person or maybe the dynamic in your relationship is that you are the leader and he is the beta and if that's how that works for y'all then that's how that works for y'all and that's cool too at least for us we had to over communicate and truly understand what those definitions were and how we define them and then work within that space so i'm loving the conversation but it is ridiculously heavy (laughs) (laughs) it is ridiculously heavy so let's lighten it up a little bit What are some ways that y'all display submissive in your relationship? Like, let's give our listeners some suggestions. Cricket. Well, (laughs) I'm looking at my current setup and that's the way. So last Christmas, got a little adventurous in some areas and we have a box of stuff. And I'll tell you why. And we actually had this conversation years ago because that, I think that's when I started to realize how strong and in how much control kind of ruled my decision-making and just how I move through the world and how exhausting that is and how I really wanted to be in a space and in a situation where I trusted someone enough to let that go. And I guess for, at least for us, one of the easiest ways to test that is to actually try a dynamic in your fun adult time. Come on, Fifty Shades Red Room type stuff. You know what I'm saying? Granted, to be fair, I mentioned, I like just mentioned the movie and then we started getting boxes of stuff on Amazon like and I'm like did you read the book or something like no you just mentioned it. okay listen I'm down he said you ain't say nothing but a word girl he, I, had he, this in the I didn't say nothing but a word 
okay. It's actually one of the easiest ways to kind of figure out how that worked because they do have a full-time job. I'm in a leadership position, right? It's a lot of responsibility and that gets taxing mentally and physically taxing. So being able to come home and put myself in a space where there are things that I don't have to concern myself with and I'm able to let someone take the reins on that is really freeing. And so in situations like in your fun adult time, you can kind of test those waters out and see what that dynamic is and then unpack it from a psychological standpoint. That is what it is at the core of it, right? I mean, yeah, it's fun to be strapped up and blindfolded and do all the things, but that's one of the ways that we found where we could kind of figure out and dance that dance of what the dynamic is and it's been pretty eye-opening and it's actually been pretty helpful because I'm way more relaxed and submissive at home because I have a partner that I trust enough to protect me and wants to give me the world and all that kind of stuff I know that I'm protected when I'm in this space and when I'm in this relationship I can let go I bet you are more comfortable and relaxed than that thing else girl I I bet you are Nikai what about you so one way I would say I submit is understanding again I'm big on strength and how that play out I know I am a type a personality at times <laughs> where I need to know every single detail so for me the way I submit is I have to understand like hey I'm not the only one in this car there's two people in the car if you're in the driver's seat I'm gonna let you drive however if I see we're driving and I see we're going into the ocean I'm gonna say something <laughs> I'm gonna first say very very gently of hey we good? If nothing changes, we're still heading towards the ocean. Give you another warning. Yo, you okay? If I still see we're going into the ocean, bitch, pull it over. Let me drive. Why? Because I've already given you opportunities to lead. I'm giving you opportunities. I'm taking a step back. But if you're not able to steer it, then uh, I think you said earlier, Nay, are we both just going to drive into the ocean and die? No. <laughs> like somebody's going to have to take the lead. So I would say that is one. But then my other is when you are in a leadership position at work, specifically with you yourself or your partner coming home you don't want anybody nagging you you don't want any of that so for me when I wasn't in a relationship like we talked about like yo when you come home first 30 minutes that's you like let you be able to really transition into coming home right so then it's not like us like because that was hard for at that time my partner to understand like I need 30 minutes to come home to transition because I'm talking to people all day. People are talking to me. It's a lot. So and understanding like his needs of like, yeah, but when he wants, when he comes home, he's okay with just talking, 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 and he wants a hug. Okay, well, how can we compromise? So we talked about it and was able to like, hey, I get home before you, 30 minutes is my time, then we hug, da da da, whatever. So again, I really feel like the submission is more just communicating. Like you have to, have to, have to communicate. And I also feel like things. Sunny, you said something earlier about like love, but I also feel like you got to know the person's love language. You That's can't it. submit to someone and you don't, you're loving them wrong. And Ooh. I won't say there's a mm. wrong way to love people, but if you, my love language is quality time. And if your love language is getting gifts and you're giving me gifts, you're loving me wrong because I'm like, thank you. But now you're going to be pissed off because you never see me use any of the gifts you buy me. Mm. But if you take the time of like, yo, let's go to dinner or like, hey, let's go to the beach and let's walk around. That for me fills my cup. But also you have to have to know how that person gives love, but how that person receives it too. That is important. 
Shantae. That part. And yeah. that is why they also recommend you doing those love language quizzes every so often, like every three years, every five years. They're not meant to be a once in a lifetime thing because your love language can change, mm-hmm. you know, through your life experiences and what you go through. Just because it's quality time today doesn't mean that a couple years from now it won't be gifts. And because I'm not like Nakai, I'll answer the question as well. <laughs> so with me, I currently do not have a job where I am monetarily employed. <laughs> I am a homemaker, housewife type situation. Which so, right, like I said, I'm employed, just not getting paid for it in money. But how I submit is letting my partner make decisions in the house. Yes, I'm here during the day and I see everything, but giving him the space to be that final answer and not just making decisions on behalf of all of us. So giving him space in situations to be that leader. And also, like Nakai said, just letting him take over some things and he might not do it the way I want it done. He might not do it correctly, Mm. but (laughs) giving him that space to make those mistakes because he does need to learn how to do things. So even though I'm clutching my pearls and got my feet on the imaginary brake on the passenger side, giving him that space to do the things, which is hard, but it's necessary. Yeah, I agree with that. It's interesting that you say that too, because that's definitely something that I've learned to do is also understanding when there are some decisions I trust you now enough to make. And we've had these conversations where it's like, there are some decisions that he doesn't want to make and he's fine with me making those decisions. And so I still have that satisfaction of having, being in control and making decisions and not necessarily having to check in with someone else about them. But yeah, giving him that space to make certain decisions and just lead and I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to question it. We check in when we need to, but like that's your area and I can take care of this and then we where we're going in the same direction I think that's key I think you said something earlier Nay, that sparked the thought in my brain is that you said you give him the opportunity to make decisions and I think specifically dating a black male right or you're married to a black man the world already beats them down they go out in the world to quote-unquote save the world or you know be a black man in today's society that when they come home they really don't want to have to still be that black man just really want to be a man Mm -hmm. end of the day and it's like how can you make a house a home and I think that's the beauty specifically of black women is that you can really make a house a home you can make him feel like the king in his house you got to create that space for that woman to be able to like you said submit to then have you the king of your home that is big facts and Nakai you're gonna love this but almost feel like we might need a part two because I was one to talk about that strength and softness and how do you go from being powerful out in the world as a woman and putting on that soft feminine role at home how do you make that transition so I'm gonna just tap on this question real quick because it's like so interesting to me no I think that is so true because you know you and I've had these conversations like outside of the podcast all the time of like understanding like everybody has this masculine feminine energy in them. And as Black women, we're taught to unconsciously and consciously taught to operate in masculinity. Mm. We 
have to be so strong. You're not going to take advantage of me, da, da, da. But it's a power in our femininity. It's mm. a power of, I don't have to raise my voice. When I come in the room, you know me, you see me, you operate because I teach you how to treat me. You're not going to treat me any kind of way. You're not going to come at me any kind of way. But when I correct you, I will only do it one time. I'm not going to yell at you. I'm not going to cuss you out, maybe. But <laughs> most of the time, I will be very operate in the feminine end because then you understand me a little bit better. Now, if I have to switch and operate in my masculine energy, we are definitely going to have my words and my tone is going to be different. But I'm excited that this is going to be a part two. Same things. I bet y'all are. All right. Well, I think that is our time for this segment. Stay tuned to part two. Well, our audience says that they want to know more. Like our audience says that they want to know more about feminine and masculine and how to really be in a relationship and plus they got to understand what the trauma is so we are doing our moments of melanation Moments of Melanation is where we highlight a Black person doing their thing. Today for Moments of Melanation, we are highlighting Patricia Bath. She was an American ophthalmologist, inventor, humanitarian, and academic. She was the inventor of, get this guys, laser cataract surgery. Mm-hmm. Her invention was called, I can't even pronounce this, so I'm about to hand this over to Nay to help me out. I don't know. Let's see if Google can phonetically. I was going to say, let's Google. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. While they are Googling, um, this is so amazing because she is a Black woman who created laser cataract surgery so I don't know if you guys know what laser cataract surgery is but it's like when you get older your eyes just kind of kind of gets like a little flim on it so they have to go in and take it out it's kind of really cool to see and witness one I just think that's so cool right ladies like a black woman created laser cataract surgery I think that's bomb YouTube will pronounce it for us do y'all want to hear it laser Laser Faco Pro. I just think that's so awesome of like a surgery that has helped so many people in this world, especially if you're older, like I guess what, 50s and older, that was invented by a beautiful, amazing Black woman. That's incredible. I mean, and not even people that age. I know people our age that have laser cataract surgery because weird things about eyes and health. I feel like nowadays, certain things that once upon a time are only in certain age groups are now trickling outside of that bracket. But that's incredible. Like Lord knows that me and science, we're cool. That's not my ministry. And I find that these things that are so amazing, especially in the medical field that are done by Black people, especially Black women, is never talked about enough for me. And guys, I'm just looking at a study. So according to the Baltimore Sun in 2004, Black people are are almost twice as likely as white people to develop cataracts. And in the study, and it was released in the issue of ophthalmology, it found that certain forms of the disease, Black people were three times more likely to develop it. Why why are we always X times more likely to do X, Y, Z when it comes to like health stuff? Was this research or white? I don't know, but you know that you also have trauma in your genes, right? Yes. Oh, yes. That's a whole episode. That is a whole episode and it manifests itself in physical dis-ease so Mm. with the definitions and the phonetic breakdown uh yeah that sucks this was a powerful deep fun episode (laughs) what are y'all's takeaways so I will start so Nate don't get on me so my takeaway 
is communication, but also there is a beauty in submission. If it's done in the right way with the right person in a safe space. I concur. That takes work. It does. It does. And I think my takeaway is that it's never too late if you feel so inclined and desire to, to go about that and embark on that journey of submission. As long as you know what your triggers are and what your potential hindrances are and work toward jumping over those and taking away those hurdles, you can embark on the road of submission if you are with the right partner. And there is that communication between the both of you that you are working on this path. So there should be the expectation of grace and the expectation that you will mess up and fall off. Wow. (laughs) When you said that, I just thought about like, you know, you have to, while you're on this journey, understand like you have to engage in like self-love, self-worth and self-belief. Because if you don't have any of those three things, how can you then be the best that you are in a relationship, right? As you all know, we are sponsored by another amazing business. We are Sure Refinement. And what we do is we help women move through their trauma and learn how to develop the self-love, self-worth, and self-belief within themselves. We can be found online at www.surerefinement.com or you can shoot us a quick email at kb at surerefinement.com or you can find us on Instagram at surerefinement underscore. They are giving our listeners 20% off with a code WMB22. Thank you. And as you know, we end our episodes with an affirmation. And so this affirmation is, I think it fits well with this one. So it is, I am deserving of happiness, excellent health, unconditional love, exceptional sex, great food, supportive friends, and peace of mind, peace in my heart, and peace in my home. Mm, On that exceptional sex. Right. That should be honestly like life is too short for bad sex. Life is too short for bad sex. Man, tell me about it. We're not going there right now. (laughs) That's for blueprint after dark. That's blueprint after dark. So we're gonna do a call to action. (laughs) Follow us on all social media. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Where Ladies. Where's my blueprint pod? Thank you. And we want to say thank you so much for listening to this episode. This is part one. And please join us for part two coming out after this. So that'll be our episode nine. Thank you. And bye. Bye. Peace out.